Are you an avid reader searching for wholesome books? Have you been searching for new and exciting adventures or uplifting biographies? How about escaping in a fictional novel, a wholesome fictional novel that is? Then ChristianWritersBookstore.com is for you. Good morning everyone, uh, Michael Furlong here, author and founder of Christian Writers Bookstore. The link will be in the description below. I'm working on a new project where we get to talk to Christian authors to see uh, what they're writing about, what they're doing, how God is using them uh, for His glory. Today we have a guest named Shalene Weaver. She is writing a children's series called Fruit Fables. First book is titled Lovebird. She is also a singer whose song Enraptured reached number one and number four on Christian Radio's weekly Global AC charts. She is a former Miss, Miss Teen of Pennsylvania and founder of Haste Laud Press. How are you today, Shalene? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Can you uh, share a bit of your, uh, your testimony and your upbringing? Sure. So um, I grew up in a Christian home, certainly not a perfect one, but um, I'm super thankful that um, I grew up uh, learning the Word of God. And um, that's a great intro question because throughout my life, um, it's very interesting how when the Word of God gets planted in your heart, how the Holy Spirit will bring it back to you when you need it. And uh, the church I grew up in, we used to sing so many songs that were straight scripture. And um, that's a really cool way that just, it's interesting to me how when, um, you know, you're going through something, I'll wake up in the morning and one of those old little choruses will be on my mind and I wouldn't, I won't have heard it for years and all of a sudden it's there. And so uh, it's just super important to get God's word in our hearts. And that's a lot of the motivation behind uh, why I'm, I'm writing what I'm writing. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love listening to the older hymns that have, uh, like, scripture where you really get into um, mm -hmm. who God is. Uh, nothing against more modern singing, just right. sometimes. I'm into that too, clearly. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you shared with me a bit of your, your testimony, your background. And your parents decided to move from your grandfather's house, who he built it himself, <laughs> you say, a three-bedroom, yep. hand-built house to a 77-acre hunting ground that was <laughs> 12 by 24 uh, feet wide. How did this How experience did affect, um, <laughs> affect your view of God? Okay. So, yeah, uh, I was originally from the Poconos in Pennsylvania. And uh, it's a beautiful area. And when my dad grew up there, it was very rural. Um, but as I was, you know, coming along, uh, it really was changing uh, and becoming much more populated. And it just wasn't the same and wasn't how he, he wanted to raise us kids how he was raised. And so we had a hunting camp uh, in Potter County, Pennsylvania. It's the tippy top of the state and the dead center. In fact, our land touched the New York border and very rural. And so uh, we moved there. Uh, and we lived in our cabin while my dad built our home there. And so 
um, for about a half a year, we lived in a one bedroom, well, not bedroom, one room. The whole thing was just one open room, uh, 12 by 24 cabin. We had no electric, we had no running water. And uh, we hand carried everything from the spring that we were gonna drink or use for washing our hands or cooking. Um, and uh, we did have an outside shower. Uh, my dad was able to pump water from a generator uh, that was on the back of his truck up through a whole system he rigged from, a, from the spring uh, into a 55 gallon barrel drum. This was outside of the cabin in the woods. And oh yeah, and, um, and uh, you kind of walked across the plank to keep your feet clean <laughs> from the back porch. <laughs> And there was a, a spigot welded in the drum. It was set on a tilt and a, pro, uh, a propane tank underneath. You could kind of get the chill out of the water that way. And you, you know, you, you turned on the spigot, got wet, did your thing, turn it off, you know, threw your towel back around you and ran back into the cabin. So it was a pretty, um, pretty cool way, honestly. Like it sounds, that might sound horrible to some people, but I was a little kid. So, you know, it was a lot of fun. My brother and I built forts and you know, rode our bikes all over the place and just had so much room to ourselves. And I just, I, you develop such a love for nature and um, there's just nothing quite like being in the middle of nowhere and the sounds that you hear that lull you to sleep at night and um, just living very simply. And I'm really grateful for that experience. And um, my girlfriends and I, as I got older, you know, would go up there and we'd camp out and things like that. But I, I am thankful for electricity <laughs> and more water. But um, I really appreciate that I was able to kind of live like tiny house living before it was cool, you know. And so, but yeah, the, the nature definitely plays into my writing that I was able to enjoy as a kid. Later, I'm going to have you talk to my wife and uh, try to convince her to uh, let us move <laughs> to someone more secluded, I guess. <laughs> but um, speaking oh. of seclusion, were you able to find a, like a home church, a house or like a... Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were, I mean, we weren't out in, I mean, some people definitely would call that the boonies. It's all a matter of perspective, but um, we were like three miles outside of town. Now it was a town with no stoplight. We had a blinking light <laughs> in town, but it was a town with no stoplight. But yeah, there were several and are several churches in the area. I mean, many actually churches in the area. They're small country churches. And, um, but you know, like I said, the, the church I grew up in, um, just planted so much scripture in me and I couldn't be more grateful. So, oh yeah. Yep. We were able to, in fact, I went to a little Christian school at that church for uh, most of my elementary years. Yeah. I grew up in a 10 acre hobby farm, which is no 77 acre hunting ground, but uh, <laughs> you get this sense of, and this is also before cell phones and, and internet and mm. all that stuff. So you yeah. really get this sense of I'm alone. <laughs> yeah. Guess. Yeah. With God though. I mean that taking walks through the woods and just sitting and being in nature, like for myself anyway, that's where I just feel like I'm closest to the Lord. I mean, you can be close to the Lord anywhere, but that's where I can breathe. You know, that's just, you, you can't help but be in awe of him when you're looking at his handiwork everywhere around you. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so true that, um, Sometimes with all the hustle bustle of city life, I call this city, um, is that uh, you're so amazed by what the human hand can do, but sometimes mm -hmm. you need to get away to focus on what God can do. 
But that uh, leads to my next question, which is on your book, which I promised you I, we'd get to at some point. Your first book is uh, called Lovebird. It's it's about. I'm gonna let you share what it's um, what it's about. But is do you get um, do you get is there apart from your childhood that that you drew upon to discuss the bird and the squirrel in your story? So, yeah, Lovebird. Well, I'll I'll start by telling you what it's about. So, uh, there's a uh, a new neighbor that moves into a backyard community, and uh, he builds a nest right above the squirrel family's home in the tree. And so, when you have a new neighbor, you go and introduce yourself, and that's what the squirrel family does. And this bird just looks at them and says, "Chatter, chatter, chatter." And they were like, "Holy cow, that was really rude! What in the world?" And they kind of went home scratching their heads, like, "What just happened?" And um, that night, because he was right above them, they overheard him completely annoy, offend, tick off the entire backyard neighborhood because the whole thing is a, is a poem. It's very rhythmic. Um, but it, it, for example, like he, he chirped just like the crickets did and peeped like peepers do. He really like the frogs at night and hoot the owls who. So everybody's really annoyed and, and, and in a bit of an uproar. And so the squirrels are like, we have to do something about this. So they call an emergency backyard meeting and they're like, you guys, here's our plan. And they get everyone to agree we are going to choose to only say kind things to this bird. We're going to intentionally show love to this bird, even though he's rude, pretty annoying, a little obnoxious. Um, this is our plan. And they get everyone to agree that they're going to take the high road and they're going to be kind. And so um, over time, because he's a mockingbird uh, and he's only hearing kind things, he um, only repeats those things. And life, you know, peace is restored once again to the backyard community. And it ends by saying, see, love's not, love's not just a fuzzy feeling we feel deep inside. Sometimes it's something that we do when we make up our minds. And when you choose to love this way, it's often very true. Eventually, you just might see that love return to you. So it's teaching that love is not just something you fall in it and you fall out of it and it comes and it goes. It's not something that, you know, blows in with the breeze and, you know, it's, it's something that um, you sometimes choose to do, and sometimes it's very hard work. But um, when we um, when we cooperate and and align ourselves with God's Holy Spirit and the fruit the fruit that grows in our lives um, is the first one that that Paul talks about is love. And so that's what each one of these stories are doing. They're unpacking one of the fruits of the Spirit, and um, so that's that's the gist of what it's teaching. Um, the second part of your question was, um, did my upbringing influence this? And you'll see that all throughout my books. Uh, this is the first one, but the first, these first nine are written. And, um, the, you know, first one's rolling out, but um, you'll hear me reference peeper choruses. And uh, do you know what a peeper is? Do you grew up? Okay. So peepers are tiny little frogs and um, they, they make the sweetest sound uh, at night. Uh, they're called spring peepers. And uh, there's, that's probably my favorite sound in the world. Um, it's just, it, it was just wonderful to have my, my bedroom window cracked open and, and fall asleep to, you know, creaker or <laughs> cricket and peeper choruses. And um, so you'll hear references like that uh, throughout the books. But this particular one, actually, where I live now, which is Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, um, and I, I unfortunately don't live in the woods, but uh, it is a beautiful area here. But um, we have a backyard that that for some reason, and I'm so glad every year we have mockingbirds in the backyard. And so um, I was listening to one one night. The first time I realized it, it was 
very odd because it was about 1130 at night and I went out on my back porch to take the trash out and I heard just this string of different bird voice, you know, calls coming one after another after another. And um, my mom was here visiting. And so I called her and, and we both went out on the back porch and sat on the swing for like 45 minutes listening to this bird just nonstop, you know, call after call after call. And we were enthralled. It was just so amazing. It was so beautiful. But the thought occurred to me, like, the other birds are sleeping and he's speaking their language to them right now. Like, are they annoyed? Like, <laughs> how would I feel if I was another bird right now trying to sleep? You know, they get up early and he was messing with their sleep, I imagine. Maybe they could sleep through that. But um, so that's sort of where the idea came from for, for Lovebird. Yeah, that's... um. It's, I like I like re reading reading and talking to people about the the inspiration behind their books, whether that's uh, like a big long uh, fantasy book or it's a children's book on um, mm -hmm. on that. But um, you mentioned so it's a children's book, and you let me read the first book, at which I thank you. Sure. And you have. Um, like a, not Q and A, but he has some questions at the back to discuss with, uh, with children, uh, like how yeah. do you deal with your noisy neighbor, which I could use some advice on, cause, <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, how can you show love to someone who is unkind to you? Um, is this going to be in every every book series specif specifying on a perhaps a gift of the spirit? Yeah, um, to, to shine a little more light on the inspiration, as you said, um, I'm a mom. I have kids that range from 24 down to nine. I have three children and big gaps there. But um, this whole thing started because for years they would say, tell me a story when I talk to them in and I, and we read a lot. I love to read my kids. It's probably one of my favorite things to do with my children. But um, oftentimes I would end up making up a story. And so that's really where this all kind of came from. But um I'm because I'm a mom, if I'm going to go to the work of thinking at night <laughs> when you're tired and getting creative and kind of telling them, improving a bedtime story, um, there's going to be no pun intended fruit from that. You know, like I just naturally am going to be like, and the moral of the story is, you know, whatever I'm telling them, I'm, you're trying to teach them something. And so, um, that that's why in the back of each of the fables uh, there's in the fruit fable series I'm calling it let's chew on it and it's a it's a list of seven questions um, that basically um, just say you know here's what we learned and how do we apply it to our lives and um, then there's a little bible verse which is in this case the fruit of the spirit bible verse out of Galatians and um, a very simple little prayer at the end, um, asking God to help work that in our lives. And so, yeah, there will always be a little um, question, you know, almost a, a little discussion, you know, it's, it's, it's a discussion page um, to help to help bring home the points of what the story is teaching. Because they're fun and they're simple stories, but there's also truth there from God's word. And we want to make sure we grab that with our kids. Uh, that That's great. It's great to to learn and stuff. Now, at the end of the book, you have a song and you promised me that you would sing, <laughs> you would sing the song. So, yeah. So it's, it's not actually in the book because gone are the days that, that we listen to CDs, you know, so it's not like I could record it on a CD and slide it in the book. Um, but uh, I'm 
Yeah. I mean, I, I have to write a song, you, you know, if you're going to have a little children's book, you got to have a theme song, you know, why not? Um, and so, yeah, it's <clears throat> each one of those stories. Um, I've written a, a very simple little chorus for, and, um, uh, again, just kind of bringing it home. And, uh, my illustrator and I, who's a friend, I actually met him at church camp when I was 11. We grew up in the same little town and, um, well, I was outside of town. He was in town, but um, he he and I are going to be um, posting a on our on my website, like where we read and unpack the questions, and then at the end sing the song. So um, that's where you'll find the song. But uh, yes, I can sing it for you. <laughs> it goes, it goes, squirrelies, you got it right. Squirrelies, you chose to be polite happens every time when you make up your mind you're wise and then just one more time squirrelies you got it right squirrelies you chose to be polite happens every time when you make up your mind you're wise and that's it <laughs> thank you and uh you there's gonna be a link to your music on uh on the Christian Rise Bookstore website will be, which will be in the link below, as well as uh, to your website. But so everybody, if you wanna support Christian Rise Bookstore and you wanna listen to more Shalene, you can definitely do that. Um, anyway, last last question is, uh, so this year, 2020, which has been a sketchy year to say the least, you you started your own press company called um, Haste Laud Press. Um, can you offer any advice for any other, um, anybody out there, any Christian writers or other writers? I'm very early into my process. Um, in fact, uh, about a week and a half, actually the 10th of October is release date for my first book. So, um, I can't, I'm not sitting from a place of like, I've done this many times, but I've definitely, um, far into the process and, um, I was going to offer someone advice who wanted to publish, I would say take your time and be very patient and learn the world of publishing. Uh, I'm, it's a very steep learning curve every step of the way for me because I, you know, there's different ways to go about it. There's, there's different paths to publishing. There's self-publishing. There's, um, there's, you know, traditional publishing. There's a lot of hybrid publishing um, op options. And um, because I've written so many stories, um, there's, there's more than this. I've, I'm, I've finished another series. I mean, it's just gonna, it's, it's gonna take me longer to get them out than it does to write them for sure. Um, but since I um, have so many stories that I just felt like it's best for me to start my own publishing company, Haste Blood Press. And so, um, but no matter what path you end up taking, which takes a while, it took a while. It took me about three years to really decide um, how I was going to uh, bring these stories out. Um, but whichever way you do it, there's a lot to learn and don't be in a rush because you want to avoid uh, little mistakes that can throw you. And so there's a lot of advice too. I, I have found um, in the writing world, the Christian writing world, especially, I don't know about the secular market, but there's just so much help. There's so many conferences and there are um, so many, so many, um, even individuals, I've kind of friend stalked some people that I'm like, I want to be like you when I grow up because they've been very successful in, in their writing. And um, I have found that people have been very, very helpful and um, willing to show you the ropes, but you have to, you have to get out there and meet them 
and um, show up at places where they hang out and at, like conferences, for example, and um, take your time, read books, you know, listen to podcasts. And um, I'm a part of a Lancaster Christian Writers Group and um, I'm part of a mastermind group. I mean, it's definitely, I've, I've, it's been about six years since I started actually writing some of these stories down and, and realizing, hmm, I think maybe other people would like, would like these too. And so, um, I, it seems like a snail's pace, but, uh, if you really want to do it, take your time. Don't be in a rush. That would probably be my biggest piece of advice. Thanks. Yeah, that's, that's great. I'm gonna, hopefully we can talk more on this and help some of the Christian writers on Christian writers bookstore as well as elsewhere. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's some great advice. Um, so if anyone's listening, uh, Shalene's music is going to be on, on the Christian Writers Bookstore in the link below, as well as her book. And then uh, your website uh, will also be in the description too. So if you want to check out that as well, more uh, writing, some uh, videos of live performances that I've, that I've gotten to see. And uh, so I just, I, I thank you and I just hope and pray that God continues to use you to reach the lost, to, to help um, the foundation uh, in children's lives. And uh, yeah, is there anything else you want to say before we sign out? I'm just grateful to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. And, uh, anyway, so if you guys are watching, I hope you guys have a good day and God bless. Hey guys, thank you for paying, for being with us. I hope you enjoyed um, enjoyed this interview. If you'd like to support the author or support ChristianWritersBookstore.com, the link will be in the description below. Also, if you'd like to get some merchandise like this uh, shirt, uh, ChristianWritersBookstore.com uh, shirts, mugs, we got a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, feel free to check out the merchandise uh, section on the website. All right, I hope you guys have a good day. God bless. Bye now. Are you an avid reader searching for wholesome books? Have you been searching for new and exciting adventures or uplifting biographies? How about escaping in a fictional novel, a wholesome fictional novel that is? Then ChristianWritersBookstore.com is for you. There is so much to explore on ChristianWritersBookstore.com. It was designed to showcase and support authors and creators alike to get their story out, stories of encouragement and inspiration, stories to make you laugh or feel victorious. What can you find at ChristianWritersBookstore.com? Bible studies and devotions, biographies and memoirs, books about Christian living, children's books and comics. There's adventure, fantasy, fiction, thrillers, and suspense, poetry, music, self-help and educational materials meet the authors and hear their stories find blogs vlogs and youtube videos all meant to guide and encourage you you can find this and much more at christianwritersbookstore.com that's christianwritersbookstore.com